OTB Sports Rugby. Some of the hype around Jack Crowley has been premature. He's played pretty well, but having him as the second coming of Christ seems to be a little bit aggressive. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. Now then, welcome along. Monday's off the ball coming at you. So this hour, we will have James Horan on the show to pay tribute to Lee Keegan, who's announced his inter-county retirement, aged 33. So James Horan with us, half past seven. We have Rory O'Connor and Fiona Hayes on Monday Night Rugby after eight. And then the uh, football show, no Pat Nevin this evening, he's not around, but Mr. Damien Delaney is going to very ably step in between nine and ten. Five three one zero six. the text number. We're at Off The Ball on Twitter. We have Michael McCarthy here in the studio. Evening, sir. Good evening, Joe. And Richie McCormack, hello to you. Evening, gents. How are you? Very well, very well. I asked uh, Michael, should we discuss uh, Roy Keane and Tommy Tiernan? And Michael said, let's wait until a slight tangent tomorrow. So I'm, I'm suspecting he needs to get quite a lot off his chest there, unlike Roy. I've started it now. I've started it now. Can we talk about Stephen Javilla, please? Because that was that was mighty crack yesterday. Did wow. you watch it, Richie? He's not happy. I did actually. Yeah, I did. I yeah, could, well. when 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 City Chelsea went uh, beyond the pale in terms of competitiveness, I flicked over to the red button channel, and I was there was no red button channel. There is a red button. I have a red button channel. Well, uh, I was on, pressing the red button, and it wasn't doing anything. It <laughs> doesn't do that anymore. You have, to, you have to have other channels and stuff like that. But yeah, I was able to flick over, and it was boring as hell because Villa were kind of almost playing out time for. 70 odd minutes from the part I saw and then they just completely shot themselves in not just one foot but both feet uh, which made for a fantastically entertaining last 10 minutes uh, and a horrific one if you're uh, if you're Mick I guess Seven years out in the third round in a row oh. People say the FA Cup doesn't matter <laughs> Try getting knocked out in the third round seven years in a row Seven in a row? Yeah uh, And to some shy teams and like this was in, in League League 2 Steve. <laughs> the language, the language As I was saying gone. as I was saying in, like uh, yesterday it's like I shouldn't know Stevenage's recent form or where they are in League 2 but that's the that's the worry that a possible giant killing gives why, you why, And then it happened Why are you trying to turn the kids of Ireland into potty mates? Oh stop I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't. I, the kids of Ireland hear worse than that on the on the terraces, Joe. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and Villa played a B team, a B-ish team. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, well, maybe. they've no right to be doing that. They they, they played Bailey, and then maybe I think it was nine changes. Like in some regards, like that's fine because you get you know it. It's probably a good thing to play Coutinho, even though he was brutal. Stevenage. Absolutely brilliant tweet, by the way. While the, while they were still losing one nil, uh-huh. they I don't remember the guy's name, and I apologise. I should have committed it to memory. But uh, said the Tico, Phil Coutinho has been taken off by Aston Villa. The substitution has taken longer because he had they had to dig him out of so and so's pocket. Yeah, nice, yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, so they they played Coutinho and all that innings, which like that's the right thing to do. But like changing at the back and playing like Bednarak and Chambers for no reason. Yeah, you know, like what, like what, what are you doing there? Like, what's the point of any of that? Like that's just not taking it seriously. You rack know? up huge mileage anyway. I can understand resting midfielders. Yeah, that's just not taking it seriously, and they got what they deserved. And they're the definition of mid table. Like, there's nothing more that like Villa season, Premier League season is over. <laughs> it's a bit early for that, but yeah, it, it, it's done. What are they doing? They're 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 going to hope hope to go on a super good run to finish eighth. Yeah, which isn't even in Europe. No, right, and avoid a catastrophe run, which is to get sucked into relegation, which they won't get. Mm. You know, so that's like I 100% agree with you. It annoys me so much. I didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> Richie, Richie, I did because it was great. I couldn't believe what I was watching for those last 10 minutes. It is, I actually it, couldn't it, believe what I was watching. It was just to, to, the, the, the challenge by Den Donker was 
hilarious. Oh yeah, and then the, and then the complete lack of marking for the winner was just un- was just unbelievable. They played the ball short to their number ten, and he had about twenty minutes to get a shot away before anybody even noticed that he was there. Mm. And you're going, "What are you playing at?" You had all like they had all of the ball, all of the chances of Villa to win that match and, okay. and threw it away. And it was a yeah, I think it capped off. I know it's there's one more game tonight, but it capped off a brilliant weekend in the competition. Emery not happy, fans not happy. This isn't the kind of thing that like goes down too well. This is a team that just seems to consistently flatter to deceive and then do something like this. You know, they've had just, more just get so annoyed with airtime at this stage. Yeah, great. The news round is what brought to you <laughs> with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish your day. Let's see what's going on. I think there's quite a bit of news to get through. Yeah. Uh, there is good news on Johnny Sexton with regard to the opening round of the Six Nations. Yeah, Leinster saying today Sexton will be fit for the Six Nations. The Ireland captain required a procedure last week on that cheekbone injury sustained in the New Year's Day win over Connacht. Sexton will be assessed next week but is likely to return in time for Ireland's trip to Wales on February 4th. Tyke Furlong is also expected to be fit for the Six Nations despite suffering a calf injury separate to the ankle problem from which he was close to returning. However, Leinster will be without centre Charlie Natai until after the Six Nations, it seems, due to a hamstring injury. All three, obviously, out of Saturday's trip to Gloucester in the Heineken Champions Cup. And a fortunate, unfortunate aspect of being an Irish supporter is that uh, Johnny Sexton, Tyke Furlong, pretty much, you know, two of a holy trinity that can't ever be injured if we're going to do something at the World Cup. And yet they are routinely flirting with missing big games. Uh, flirting with? They tend to make it back. They make it back. It's it's actually bizarre. <laughs> Especially, especially you could you could say oh maybe you know if if he had to if this was the Six Nations would he play this week you can have all these conversations Johnny Sexton had a, a surgery on a cheekbone like there's no there's no uh, there's no doubting that like you know he is out and should be even out for the Ireland games it's bizarre how much for Furlong and Sexton miss so relatively few Ireland games especially yeah. Furlong but never play for Leinster they make everyone sweat. Yeah, constantly, yeah. Brian says, should we be surprised if Gareth Bale is invited to join the Live Golf Tour now? Uh, Gareth Bale, same age as Lee Keegan. They both retired today. <laughs> There's a sense one made the most of his abilities. Gareth Bale so, is a more difficult conversation. It's such an interesting conversation, though, because I was thinking about this today. How many players do you think have five Champions League medals? Ever. Ever. Including the European Cup. Uh, one, six. One has six. And Did I guess so? I guess no, 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 no. One person has six. And... Uh, 17 or 18 have five, including Bale, right? Now, I don't think he was much a part of the last one. But the rest of them he was a key figure in. Like, he had that unbelievable career. He's probably Wales' best ever player. He got them to a World Cup and the European Championships yes. when they never qualified for anything. He was arguably the best player in the Premier League for one, if not two, seasons. So why do I have a sense of, oh, Gareth, what could have been? But me too. That's what I'm saying, because it's like, that's how good he was. Mm. But it just feels like the last eight years have been... A bit of nothing, but that eight years included a bicycle kick to win the Champions League. I know, but and even that, even the, even that was that was characterised by oh my god, he's done nothing and he's not a mainstay in the team, and he's come off the bench and look what he produced on, at, at the biggest yeah. moment. Even that was tinged with a sense of. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. But his, you know, it's not even just on paper. Like Gareth Bale, by all reasonable accounts, has had an amazing career. Yes, but. That'd be Probably, my he could have been yeah. one of the all-time greats, maybe. You know, that that's why I think people have that sense of disappointment. 17 trophies uh, yeah. to his name. Richie, are we being terribly harsh here in Bale? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I mean, you're talking about somebody who dragged almost single-handedly and showed the difference. Shows what we're missing, essentially, as being an, a bang-average international team. That if you have a player like that, you can be hauled to back-to-back European Championships and a World Cup on their back. Like, that's not nothing. Um, winning four, like four of those Champions League medals 
like he absolutely earned. Mm. Uh, to win a fifth one is, you know, it is whatever. Like it's incredible too. It just feels like I don't know. We had the similar conversation with Wayne Rooney when he retired. It's like there's almost a sense that those players who break through at a very early age, and Bale was was still one of those when he came through at Southampton. They mentally pack it in before their body really should do, and probably are left with those questions, despite their obvious talents, and you know their sitting rooms full of trophies and medals you just get a sense that they probably are burnt out mentally quicker than a quote-unquote ordinary player would be. And I don't know if that's because they broke through younger than most. I don't know if it's because of the stupid wages that they're both earning at their respective clubs by the time they signed the final contract there. Um, but I think their youth, by the time they came through, has something to do with it. It is just a shame that he put his trotters up for three, four years at club level when he could have been doing so much more and, and making that mantelpiece grown even more. I suspect we'll get the Gareth Bale autobiography or an in-depth sit-down interview. The Prince Harry, uh, <laughs> I like to call it. I thought that was a banned word this week. And I suspect we will hear that his body was betraying him in a more severe way than we ever knew. And obviously he's not going to advertise the fact of the world while he's still playing. But I, I, I just think that would explain a lot. And secondly, and this might be further down the tracks, I don't think Ronaldo was the most welcoming presence at Real Madrid. <laughs> And I've, I've heard that from a couple of informed sources. That yeah. Ronaldo did not like the notion that Bale maybe was the most expensive player in the world to the point that he, you know, in, inflated his own um, uh, signing fee. And that maybe Bale's character is not the type to meet fire with fire there and was somewhat cowed by that Ronaldo presence. And that's another aspect of his Madrid career. Now, he has to come out and he's to talk about those things. Yeah, but the, and, and also we have to take it as our point of view when he does as well and not necessarily the, you know, the the, the definitive opinion on, or the definitive no, uh, truth. But, but if he was to say, well, that was my experience and it did affect me, then... Yeah, I just think that that's fine for a couple of years. He said on Madrid and on the contract when his career was better served and his legacy was better served by moving on and I think that's a pity. No, he put the feet up. You know, because no you have he to, you, ha- you just have to, like, you have to say that our conversation about his disappointment, the disappointment in Gareth Bale's career, a lot of it is because of that. A lot of it is because of what he's done at club level for the last five years of his career, four years of his career and, you know, like, that's that's just a big, big part of it. Like, if he, if he went and tried to make the most of it but his best days were behind him at 27, yeah. I just still feel like the achievements he would have had would have still, would, would, meant, would mean we weren't having this conversation tonight. And I know his tongue was in his cheek but when he held up the flag saying it was pretty funny. Wales, Golf, Madrid. Yeah. So there's a reason that flag was there. There's a yeah, reason that perception yeah, yeah. was there. Uh, Lee Keegan, on the other hand, Richie, we're not, uh, we're not saying uh, this guy could have done much more with his uh, career. Yeah, he uh, rung the town out for sure. Lee Keegan has been described as one of Mayo's greatest ever footballers. The 33-year-old has announced his inter-county retirement today, ending hopes that uh, from manager Kevin McStay that he might stay on. Keegan won seven Connacht titles, was six times an All-Ireland runner-up and won five All-Stars during his Mayo career. However, he says he can no longer offer the commitment required to continue in inter-county football. Speaking to Midwest Radio today, his former Mayo teammate Colin Boyle ranks Keegan among the county's best ever. Disappointment to male supporters, there's no doubt about it to us all. Um, but you know, when you know, kind of when it settles down, that disappointment will just t- turn to appreciation, just just pure appreciation for what he's done for for male football over the last whatever 10, 12 years. Um, a sensational footballer, absolutely sensational. I think 
most people are in agreement Harry Mayo's greatest ever footballer um, and what he's done like we're all seeing the, the highlights reels that's gone up on social media already in the, in the last hour or so and, and some of the scores and the plays it's just when you, it takes you back to some, some great days and some magical days and you were was a huge part of them Quite striking how many people even not least Colin Boyle who I, I'm, I'm sure doesn't want to offend other teammates has yeah. gone straight for Keegan as Mayo's best ever and the conversation quickly moved to best player ever not to win an All-Ireland. Extraordinary career. It's one of those careers that the numbers both do justice to, but also don't capture the brilliance of him. But some of the numbers are extraordinary. Footballer of the Year 2016. He was nominated for Footballer of the Year in 13 and in 21. I mean, you think if Mayo win it's those titles, year, yeah. he becomes Footballer of the Year three times. 140 appearances for Mayo, so he's fifth on their all-time list. He scored 871 and played in six All-Ireland Finals, seven if you include replays, five All-Stars, seven Connacht titles, the National League in 2019. He's going to continue to represent Westport. He cited... Yeah, to, county champions as well. Like, yeah, young family and the, and the commitment there. Of his 67 championship appearances, he scored 748, which is a point per game, give or take. But if you even think of his seven goals in the championship, so talk about big game player of those seven... Uh, one came in the 2016 All-Ireland Final replay, another came in the 2017 All-Ireland Final and another in the 2019 All-Ireland Semi-Final mm. against Dublin. Yeah. And I think a couple more in Crow Park. I can think of him lobbing Paul Durkin uh, in the All-Ireland Quarter-Final another time, an absolute brilliant goal. But that's that. those three, three goals in, a, in three games against Dublin in a row. Yeah. Uh, Arthur had an amazing stat for me. Redmond Barry is the only other, uh, of Wexford, is the only other player to score three goals past Stephen Cluxton in Championship Football in the same province. And, uh, you know, they, they were all in All-Ireland Finals or a semi-final in one case. So, yeah. like But but also, when you think about those numbers, what how much did he score in the Championship? 740-something? Yeah. yeah. He also played, like, he was also the guy who was put on Conor Callaghan at corner back. This wasn't just like this guy who was like a wing back in name only. You know, this was a guy who could play basically any position on the pitch, really. It was where do you use him best was always the question. Well, indeed. And, you know, it'd be great to have James Horn on and say, ask him that question because he must have looked at like the various chess pieces he had as a manager and Lee Keegan, perhaps his most dynamic and well-rounded who could do absolutely everything. Like, how do I use this guy to make sure I'm getting the most from him? On the fact, on your point, so the numbers are extraordinary, but he was also marking generally the other team's best player. There was the Dermot Connolly years, mm. maybe when they were the two best footballers in the country on their day. So they went up against each other five times. Uh, both scored 1-4 across those meetings. Well, yeah. Imagine having a player that you can say, I'm going to stick you on Dermot Connolly across five matches and you're going to score the same amount. Not to be simplistic about that, but that's a win for the back. Oh. You know, like that's a huge win for Keegan. For him to score that in five games isn't bad for his position. To keep for Connolly, Connolly to one defeat, really, yeah. you know. And to so, keep Connolly to 1 4 yeah. across five games. But then again, you think of them rolling on the floor, you think of them ripping jerseys off each other. Yeah. That's And that's what makes me kind of sad about today, really. It's like, you know, he's only, he's 33, and maybe it is time, and maybe his best days are behind him. Although watching him last year, I wouldn't have said that necessarily. But we're losing that. We're losing that group now off both teams. And I think the further away from it we are, it's such a pity Mayo didn't win one of them because it makes arguments about the rivalry. But those games for those four or five years were, I think, the best football it's ever been. Maybe the seasons weren't and maybe we could have arguments about competitiveness and format and all that. But when we got to the final, when we got to 
Mayo Kerry or Mayo Dublin in all of those games from semi-finals on I don't think football's ever been better right. and Keegan was if not one of the biggest two or three characters in all of that I agree I think they actually the aftertaste of those glorious all Ireland finals covered a lot of cracks in the championship at that time yeah For, it was a countdown to those two playing each other oh, whatever, to those, yeah. and to Kerry could pop in every now and then yeah. yeah like in 14 or whatever Yeah, and, and Donegal were there at times but but really, it was those two. Keegan was incredible. Does the lack of an Ireland mean he can't be among the best ever? Wonders Frank at Castlebar. No, it's a team sport. There's 15 on a pitch at any one time. And Lee Keegan, I would say, played well in all Ireland finals. He, he scored goals in all Ireland finals from, again, from wing back. He took the game by the scruff of the neck at times. So, like, if he didn't turn up on those occasions, that's a fair comment. But you can't be responsible for your entire team winning as one player. And Lee Keegan did as much as it can be done. As you said, nominated for Footballer of the Year for a team that never won on the All-Ireland three times is an unbelievable record. And That's three it, people are only nominated for I that, know. don't forget. And like, won it yeah. once. Yeah, exactly. Rich, there is FA Cup this evening. There is indeed, yeah. Premier League leaders Arsenal facing a tricky test on the road in the FA Cup third round tonight. Mikel Arteta's side are away to Oxford United of League One. Former Sligo keeper Ed McGinty is in goal for the hosts there. And recent signing from Shelburne, Stefan Negru, is on the bench for Oxford. There's an 8pm kickoff at the Kassam and a trip to Manchester City awaits the winner in round four. Arthur's put it through. For what it's worth, Hugo Lloris retired from international football as well today. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's the well, the big three, 150 caps or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he record appearance holder for France. Yeah, um, I'd say it was probably time. Not the most glowing tribute or in-depth <laughs> conversation, admittedly, but that's the Larice treatment. Uh, you do have uh, Gareth Bale, obviously jotted down as well, Rich. Yeah, Gareth Bale announcing his retirement from professional football of all kinds today. He won five Champions League medals while at Real Madrid. Was a key part of the Welsh side that for last year's World Cup and back-to-back European Championships. And Bale's last outpost was Los Angeles FC, for whom he played a whopping 14 times. However, did you see what happened in the MLS Cup final? Naturally, he scored the winner. I think it was the equaliser that went to penalties. But in So a header in the ho- nine minutes of injury time at the end of extra time, Gareth Bale pops up for a header in 128 minutes and 30, and 30 seconds into the top corner mm. and goes absolutely bananas and they win. I think they win on penalties. Now, unless he did get a winner later on. I don't no, no, know, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for uh, an uber talented sports person, a very stiff, not overly pretty golf swing. Really, yeah. For a man I, I can't say golf. I've ever studied it now. Yeah. So he's not joining the Live Tour then. Well, that's not to say Live wouldn't offer the money and the profile and mm. not really a competitive sporting endeavour. There's definitely a chance they'll offer Charlie Woods money. Yeah, <laughs> there really is. <laughs> so maybe Stranger Things than Bale. It's amazing though, gifted at one sport and. Just grand at another, especially if he is sort of obsessed with obsessed it. Obsessed with it, yeah. yeah. Did you? Did you? Were you at the Ireland Wales game in Crow Park when Stephen Ireland scored? He was seventeen playing left back that oh, day. No, but I and mean, I do remember him. I have to say, he that boy breaks my heart. Out. Breaks my heart. Yeah. What could have been there, Stephen Ireland? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, another young man that Why day. Why did you bring that up? Because Gareth Bale was playing <laughs> as a seventeen-year-old left back. Sorry, that's yeah. And Ireland went down the right-hand side and scored. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Bale, uh, he did. He stood out like as a seventeen-year-old left back. You know, maybe it was because I'd heard of him, you know, and this uh, my memory is, is probably playing tricks with me. But I remember there was a uh, thing for a long time that Spurs couldn't win when he played. <laughs> yeah, his first two, he only he was six seasons at Spurs and the first two seasons were complete non-events. Yeah. And it, it got gradually better over the four years. So and then on his last season, it was said best player yeah. in the Premier League. It's a funny career in lots, lots I, of ways. I think anyone who remembers the Mycon game against Inter, that was a before oh, and yeah. after period, before and after period where he just went to a different level, it seemed very, very quickly. Uh, Chelsea um, Graham Potter's in trouble 
it seems to be the general word, but they have decided to break glass and bring in reinforcements. Yeah, the word from inside Chelsea seems to be that Todd Bowley still uh, offers his unequivocal uh, support to the Chelsea boss. But Chelsea have reportedly secured a verbal agreement with Atletico Madrid to sign João Felix on loan. The Athletics say Chelsea will pay the Spanish side €11 million Euro for the Portuguese forward services for the rest of the season. Arsenal and Manchester United had also been interested in signing the 23-year-old. Meanwhile, Todd Bowley has stepped down as Chelsea's interim sporting director. Those duties will now be performed by recent appointments Christopher Vivelle and Paul Wynn. Stanley, who are technical director and director of global talent and transfers, respectively. It's obviously getting a bit sketchy for Potter. The injury list is catastrophic. They basically yeah. have a, a starting eleven that could challenge for the league more so than their current, their actual starting eleven who are injured at the moment, and so that's very unfortunate. They also are playing Man City far too often uh, <laughs> for anyone's good health. Um, the interesting thing is that when. Bowley and the new Chelsea hierarchy sacked Tuchel. They made a real point of briefing journalists and all of these pieces appeared uh, around the time of uh, the sacking and Potter's hiring that this is not a continuation of the Abramovich era where Tuchel's had a little bit of a dip and we are ruthlessly sacking him. That's not what this is. I know it looks like that's what this this is. It's not that. We just don't feel that aligned with Tuchel. He's more short term. We've identified Potter to come in. He'll be here for a minimum of years, plural. He's going to be very holistic in his approach. That's why we've hired him. He'll align the entire club from the very bottom to the very top. And this is going to be a a project. And this is a new Chelsea. And we decided we just start it now with Potter. So it's not a Tuchel dipped and we sacked him. They're, they're, this philosophy has been tested more than they ever oh, thought. Oh, it's easier, easy to say that yeah. when you're hiring who you think is the right guy. Now you're tenth the Premier League. You're losing like they shouldn't be judged on Man City games, but you're losing four 0 to a non-first Man City team um, and hammered. Like I mean, that game was over after five minutes. Mm. Really, even I think before a goal was kicked, you were like, "Oh, this is bad." Uh, but talking to Nathan on Thursday, he was commentating on their game against Forest at the weekend. When I'll draw, he said he said he's never ever seen Chelsea worse. Yeah, that's where you get judged. If you're, it doesn't matter what injuries you have. If Chelsea are being outplayed by Forest and playing in a way that a commentator who's seen God only knows how many games says he's never seen them as bad, that's really worrying for Potter. Because when we were talking him up, we were saying like you know he's trying different formations, he's trying different players. He's got a bit of confidence in about him that he's willing to see what's available to him here over time. Mm. And it was going okay then. Mm. Good results, bad results. But now they've collapsed mm. and there's just no room for that at a club that big, really. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I would be surprised to see him last to the end of the season at this stage. <sighs> Damon Delaney is on the way after nine. We had double header in Croke Park, Rich. Yeah, and Glenn of Derry will bid for a first ever All-Ireland Club football title later this month. Malachy O'Rourke's side beat Go is Mike Cullen. Won 11 to 12 points yesterday to book their place in the final. Kilmico Croaks are also in that decider after a 114 to 14 point win over Karen Zorales. O'Rourke was overjoyed by Glenn's win yesterday. We came down here, I suppose, after winning the Ulster title. It was a great emotion that day and it was, it was a brilliant thing to do. And I suppose things are happening so fast and that we won the first Derry title the year before. We repeated we won the first Ulster title a couple of weeks ago. And then we knew we had to get down there very quick to, because, uh, you know, if, if we wanted to beat the, a very strong Mike Cullen team. So that's a challenge in itself, you know. And, and I thought for large parts of the games we played well. We controlled at the different stages, but then we were, I suppose, maybe we were untidy at times as well, and we let them back into it. So it went right to the wire. But I think again, just the character of the team and the work of the boys shone through, and it was enough to get over the line. Final is on January twenty second. Owen Farrell's been cited. 
he has for that dangerous tackle on Gloucester's Jack Clement on Friday night. The incident took place during Saracen's 19 points to 16 win at King's home. Farrell's tackle went unpunished at the time and it was his late drop goal that won the Premiership encounter for Saris. His disciplinary hearing will take place tomorrow evening at half past six and if found guilty, he could be banned for anything between six and ten weeks. Conversely, Manu Tualagi has avoided further punishment for his challenge on Tommaso Allen, which resulted in the Harlequins player being stretched off at the weekend. I was reading about Farrell's situation, so there'll be a disciplinary hearing tomorrow. Six weeks is about the entry point for a, a, a mid-range offence like this. So they reckon he might get two weeks off for mitigation. Mm. I don't know what the mitigation is. But yeah. There's some mitigation. But he might get then another week off if he goes to tackle school. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just great. Is tackle school not training every day? Apparently not. Tackle school. Uh I don't know, there's a lot of talk, I've seen it, I've seen a good bit on Twitter, like, and it's been kind of gathering pace a little bit that like the big players are not getting punished. And like, rugby would want to be very careful with that kind of thing. Now I'm not saying I don't know about this, but there was like there's a list of examples over the last few months, which includes Johnny Sexton in there, by the way. Mm. And it just seems like the big players are just being kind of seen differently and seen to have been, you know, Johnny, I know you were trying there, you know? But, like a referee maybe just like looking at the stars slightly differently than they're looking at Joe Soap at number six. I'd like to see that factually laid out. Because so would I, I, I but I'm just saying that I'm hearing would, more and more and I'm, I'm purposely yeah. putting it out in that way but because people, it's you, a murmuring. Yeah, but the, yeah. The, even the murmurers, uh, they will notice the big stars more than Joe Soap getting a big ban. And that's a very good point as well, yeah. I really agree with Mick, says John Knox. Oh, about what? The 2017 All-Ireland Final, the highest quality game of football there has ever been. The greatest team ever taken to their absolute limit by a brilliant dogged Mayo team. Uh, here is a question. That Mayo team, are they a great team? Yes, for me. We've had this discussion yeah, before, Arthur thinks or not. I, we might go back into it tomorrow. Do you not think they are, Arthur? I can't understand the sign I think, I think he said Oh, sorry, I think he lifted rival. a trophy and then he said they haven't lifted a trophy. No medals, he shouted in my ear. No there. medals. Well, they have seven Connacks or something. But <laughs> National League, Arthur? No. Uh, so, but I mean... Okay, I'll talk to you about this tomorrow. On I, think tangent, the, I think there's it's an not very good, Mike. But would you not have that Mayo team above, say, the Cork team that won North Ireland in 2010? Yes. For greatness. They're not a great team either, he yes. says. No, that's okay. fair. That's fair. I'd have I'd have Mayo as one of the top five. Th- that, that Mayo team is one of the f- top five teams of all time. It, you can't tell me Dublin are the best team of all time and tell me that the team that lost to them, say in two finals, and you leave out the rest of them, leave out all the other close games, but say in two finals they played three games and there was a combined two points between them. And in one of those games, Mayo scored two OGs. Yeah. Right? They lost another match by another all Ireland final to, by a point in 2013. You can't tell me that Dublin are the best team of all time if this team who almost beat them on a consistent basis aren't great see I agree yeah. and on the point that Arthur makes sorry Arthur to do this with you <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow on, on my come in, sure. <laughs> come in if you want if we say something egregious come in so he says well the Cork team weren't a great team either mm. but they won in All-Ireland but, but th- so by that logic winning in an All-Ireland doesn't make you great so then what difference does it make if Mayo won one or not if we're saying greatness is different to just winning in All Ireland, yeah, but I suppose there is a there's an entry point to greatness, maybe, and that's and, that, just, and is the entry point to win in All Ireland though? No, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, then that but, it's all, but, it, but it's only a starting point. But what I'm saying is, can we not just have exceptions based on Our reality? I think so, <laughs> the reality of I the situation. So. I think we should be more nuanced. <laughs> like that, there's not like see. This is the thing. They weren't just this team who played Dublin well. That Mayo team would have won. I would say multiple All Irelands in any other era, and I think that's that's established by yes. yeah. 
Richie, se- settle this for us in, in, in 30 seconds. Uh, yes, they are a great team. Okay. I don't think I don't think there's much discussion about it. They, I agree. Like to to be at that level for the amount of years that they were, uh, to challenge the best team that we've seen probably in our lifetimes on a very consistent basis. Um, I don't think the trophies make a difference to that. We're talking about excellent players and an excellent cohesive unit. Um, don't think there's much discussion about it. Arthur's type through. They did also lose finals against Donegal and Tyrone. Not just the greatest ever. Yeah, but that's because they're bottlers. <laughs> That's nah. a joke. If James Horan's on the line there, but come on, that is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Bit of respect. Yeah, well, it was clearly a joke. Uh, we'll settle it another day. 